This is Dustin Harris with the Texas Rangers. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast with Jeff and John. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 26, and today, Ian Mahler. Now, I'm back in the home studio. I flew in from Arizona. We did record this yesterday with Aaron Mahler. Um, It's going to sound different when we get past our break here. So Aaron's going to come on and talk. Jeff and I also talked afterwards. There's a YouTube video out there right now with this podcast on it. So when we come back from our break, you're going to hear the entire interview on the audio. It will not sound like one of our normal um, podcasts because it was not recorded in our podcast studio. So we'll be back right after this and enjoy the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. Established in 1995, they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of BGS and BCCG and PSA graded sports cards. Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory. They don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely. Visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse superiorsportsinvestments.com. That's superiorsportsinvestments.com. And use the promo code THANKS5 for a discount. Hey guys, it's John Moore with Jeff Wilson of the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. And joining us today on the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast from Surprise, Arizona, behind us, the field. We're sitting up here is Texas Rangers catcher Ian Mahler. He was a fourth-round pick last year. Ian, thanks for joining us, bud. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. So you had an interesting day. You, you, you went to the lab. Right. Then you had to go out. Uh-huh. So it just seems like catchers are always busy yeah. in spring training. Always. Yeah. How, 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 how is it for a catcher? Uh, it's, it, it's different. We usually hear about two hours before everybody else is here. Right. So about... I just show up around here around six o'clock, and then uh, obviously we're lifting or doing stuff out there. And then we're usually out about thirty minutes after practice, while everybody else is is done with. And then we we usually have an extra meeting or two more than everybody else. So uh, yeah, we're constantly moving from field to field. Uh, it's kind of like whatever anybody needs. Like catchers are the ones that gotta go gotta go help the cause for whatever. So uh, it, it's different, but I mean it keeps it funny. Yeah, the uh, right now it's it's twelve forty uh, local time. So uh, you just got off the field about thirty minutes ago, ate lunch, and you got, as you said, a one thirty catchers meeting, and then you got a, a hitters meeting at two twenty five. No. So I mean, these are full days. I don't, you know, I I think people don't understand that. You know, like you just said, six six to seven. I mean, that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's nine hours. Yeah, that's or six yeah. to three. That's nine hours. Yeah. And, uh, you like it though? I mean, you're a catcher. Yeah. Uh, it takes a special person mm-hmm. to be a catcher. Yeah, no, I love it. The coaches make it uh, real easy for us though. Uh, Bobby, Garrett, JJ, Kavika, mm-hmm. uh, and they make it real easy. They make it fun. Um, then they get, they do a good job of making sure we, you know, we don't overwork ourselves just the time that we have. You know, we, 
we getting a lot of work in. Um, so they do a great job. They make it real fun. So I mean, it's not that hard. It seems like you guys have fun. You're doing your work. You're yeah. Giving each other crap. Yeah. I mean, you know, whether it's the framing drills or blocking drills or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like a band of brothers. Right. Yeah. Talk, talk about talk about these other catchers. It seems like you're all in it for the same reason. Yeah, uh, I mean, Spanish, English don't matter. We're all talking to each other. We find a way to communicate somehow. Uh, all our lockers are together uh, in the locker room, so, like, we, we can't avoid each other at all. Um, but it's real fun. They all, they all, they make it real fun. Uh, they're always talking crap. Uh, we always competing against each other. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's what, that's, that's what makes it fun. So, um, we all pushing each other, but we all having a great time out here, so. That's your Spanish. Uh, I know a couple. I know a couple words, but it ain't like, probably the bad words, right? Yeah, they yeah. teach me how to say the bad words. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't clean. I'm not gonna put on on the podcast. But, uh, I know a couple of them, but I communicate with them just yeah. fine. Well, Fifteen years on the beat, my my biggest misgiving is that I haven't I haven't bothered to learn Spanish. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna have to because you got those Spanish speaking oh, yeah. pictures. Oh so yeah, no, to... no, I'm getting better at it for sure. I'm getting better. <laughs> All right. So fourth round, fourth round pick. You're committed to LSU. Pretty much the day you were drafted, you said, "I'm signing with the Rangers." Mm -hmm. uh, what? Why? What, was that always the goal to, to go into professional baseball? And college was just kind of a leverage or a nice fallback. Uh, yeah, that was always the goal. Um, obviously, if college, if I felt like college was the better option, I would have went to college. But mm -hmm. um, I I had a workout with the Rangers about a month, a month and a half before the draft. Um, it went really good. I went to a game later that night. Uh, talked to all the GM, uh, Kip. You know, you know, Kip. Oh, yeah. Talked to all of them. Uh, it was a great time. And since then, I knew the Rangers were kind of like the hardest on me, like looking at me the hardest. Um, and then when draft, when draft day came, and they called me, well, I, I had to wait like 45 minutes before I got drafted. Like I knew I was going to get drafted, but I had to wait. <laughs> and then um, I kind of knew that, you know, once they gave me the call, that I was. I was going to pursue, you know, pro yeah. baseball. But, um, yeah, the Rangers was the perfect opportunity for me. I, they loved the person I was. And uh, I would say they loved the player, but I really liked the way they treated me, and they, they didn't want me to change who I was. So, I mean, it was easy to say. Yeah, we've had, uh, we've had a lot of guys on the podcast, including your, your roommate, Cam Colley. Uh, all of you guys are, like, super guys. You're good, you're good people. Yeah. Have you noticed that that there's not like a jerk among you? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think a lot of it is just like that's the people we are um, before we even came here. But I think um, I think the Rangers do a good job at you know background checks or looking at the person you are. So I mean, when you come to the facility, most of the guys are kind of alike somehow in terms of like uh, the way they respect people, the way they treat people, things like that. So I think that's. That's kind of the Rangers doing. Uh, they make sure that they get a good, good guys with good personalities and things like that. But uh, yeah, Cam, I love Cam. That's my, that's my Cam and JoJo, right? Yeah. You oh yeah, JoJo. Another one. JoJo just got the two. Yeah, I just, I, I just got the two. JoJo, okay. JoJo's my man too. JoJo's yeah. my man. Dude, man, you can't outrun any of them. Can you? <laughs> Those dudes are fast. I'll hit them though. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so you kind of have a unique story. Um, you didn't play high school baseball, or for your high school team, right? Yeah. Kind of explain that. Uh, yeah, I was a little different because I played high school in the summertime, uh, so I was just with travel ball would have would have been going on, and you know the competition I was kind of a little sorry, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and um, obviously there wouldn't be a, a lot of scouts ain't gonna come and watch one kid in an Iowa high school game, you know. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, I mean, I, but I, I had talks about that when I was in sixth, seventh grade with my pops, and I mean, it wasn't like a decision I made when I got to high school. Yeah. It was like that decision was been made, so <laughs> it was no hard feelings for nobody. And everybody from the school to the baseball coach, they they understood where I was trying to go. Who's the greatest baseball player from the state of Iowa? Me. Besides <laughs> you. I mean, that's the obvious answer. I don't know. We got a lot of talent coming up. We got a dude that, uh, this year who could go in the first two, three rounds, Tommy Speck. I don't know nobody from the past, but I know right now Iowa produce, going to be producing a lot of, a lot of players. I, th I think the answer is Bob Feller. I'm not sure about that. Is Feller from Iowa? I think it's Bob Feller. Okay. okay. Yeah, you got to be old. Be, that, that's, that, that's old school. He has right? a museum yeah. and I. Your pops knows that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has a museum in Des Moines. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you're, you're an all-around player. I know you just talked about you're going to hit those, those, those little fast guys. So like, <laughs> What what do you need to work on though? Because you're you got the power bat, good defensively. What what else are you trying to work on this spring? Uh, a lot of a lot of things that I talk about is just maturing as a maturing as a player. Um, even little things like today we was talking about like uh, pregame routines, how you're gonna prepare for the game. Um, I talked to a lot of the older guys here. Um, I talked to uh, Jose Trevino a couple times too over the phone, and uh, you know he kind of helps me. Uh, just think about the mental side of the game. Um, obviously, you know, I want to get more consistent at the plate. I want to get better at my blocking, but I'm really trying to get better with like the, the, the mental side, the, you know, the before the games, the reports before the games and calling games and little things like that. I want to be able to understand the game more as a whole, but I think that'll help my physical side as well, so. Yeah, I mean, catching isn't just catching the ball. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's massaging pitchers on their struggle. It's, right. It's learning the scattering point. What every guy that's going to come up to the plate is going to do and what you want to do. Right. It's, it's the hardest job yeah. in baseball. Yeah. There's yeah. no question about it. Right. I mean, it takes a special guy. It right. does. I keep telling my son, I want to catch. Right. right. He's only, he's only uh, what is it, 10? No, he's tough. nine. My son's nine. That's tough. You should know that more than me, <laughs> so don't look at me for help. He's nine. He's going to be 10 this year. Yeah. That's tough. I'll, I'll send him your way. Oh, yeah. Send him my way. I'll get him right there. All right. <laughs> John, take over, man. Okay, I, so I did, now let me ask you this. In high school, I know baseball, obviously you committed to baseball early, but did you play any other sports growing up? I played football. I was about to have football and baseball, to be honest with you. But um, I played up in football, too. I played a year or two up, and once I got to, like, seventh grade, them boys started – when you play two years up, them boys start hitting growth spurts, and they start getting bigger. <laughs> so I had, to cut, I had to cut football out, but uh, I, love, I love football. Basketball, did you ever play that? Uh, no, I, I mean, I play – when I'm back at home, I'll be playing like on the parks and stuff. Pick up home. games, Sorry, yeah. yeah, but I know. Pick up games. So you committed to LSU. Was there any other schools you thought about going to? Uh, I mean, there was a couple of schools I was going to talk to, like uh, Vanderbilt, Louisville, uh, Illinois, but uh, LSU was like the clear cut for me. Okay, so you're drafted in the fourth round, 2021. Where were you at when you found out you got drafted? Tell us about that. I was, at my, I was at my grandmother's house. Uh, Were you watching it online? Were you, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was watching it because I, um, I kind of expected my name to go like a little earlier, but then uh, we were going on the day, well, the draft started in the morning, so that was kind of like, you know, but um, all my whole family was there, everybody was watching it on the, uh, on the TV screen. Did you get a phone call before or did you get notified uh, afterwards by the team? No, I got a phone call before, that's what I got. It was like, starting to be the end of the second round I got a call for my agent and from Dustin Smith the Rangers Midwest scout 
and they was talking about the fourth round. So I had to wait the whole third round, plus a little bit of the fourth round. So I had to wait about 45 minutes to get my name. Okay, so that's what you meant by 45 minutes. Yeah. They had already told you, hey, we're taking you in the fourth. Right, yeah. Okay, be prepared. Okay. Right. Um, did, wait, wait, did you tell anybody? Like, did you like, hey, my bad. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Oh no, no, that you didn't, keep, you didn't keep it a secret. No, my family, my family tight. They wouldn't have let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> now, when was it that you first realized you might have a shot to go pro? When did you first notice scouts were were, were looking at you? Uh, really, probably honestly on my my eighth grade summer because, like I said, I played two three years up, so I was play with dudes who were about to, were about to, in the process of trying to get drafted. Right. Even though I was a few years away, I was still in talks and I was still competing at a very high level. Um, so kind of at a young age. Okay. So we're going to play something called the home run game. Play this with all of them. Did all you right. hear cams? Nah. Okay. So you got this. We're going to talk about three home runs. Okay. First one. First home run you ever hit over a fence. How old were you and where were you at? I was, ooh, I think I was around eight, and I was in Piasta, Iowa, in the middle of farm, farm, farmland in the middle of nowhere, and I hit a home run. I remember it was just me and my dad, and right after I hit it, like, we were in the middle of the game, like, I called my mom and was like, told her, like, in the middle of the game, running out of the body. Okay, your second one. What's your most memorable? Did you hit one in a perfect game or high, a walk-off or maybe a, and, and since you've been turned pro, what's your what's the memorable one that maybe you hit a – tied a game up maybe or something like that? Could It, it could go back into when you were young. And you were young. Playing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, remember I had, when I was 12, is it 12? Yeah, when I was 12, I was playing 14 from Wisconsin. We were in Cooperstown, New York. Yeah. Which Cooperstown, when you're young, is like the biggest. Oh, thing. absolutely. Yeah. Hey, when you're old. Yeah. Okay, guys, wins, wins here. So we're having a little bit of technical. There we go. Oh, perfect. Uh, we're out. Yeah. Did you notice anything? Nah, I ain't seen nothing. Oh. Um, so you're in Cooperstown. In Cooperstown, it's the semifinals. Um, well, kind of two part. I, I lead the game off with a home run. And then I walked the game off on a home run. Oh, so, man. That doesn't yeah. happen much. Yeah. Okay, last one. The bomb. This is the one. What's the furthest you've hit one? The moment you hit it, you were like, oh, my gosh, that's it. Ooh, it was the last week that I played my spring ball game. So a lot of scouts were there to watch me last year, my draft year. And ooh, the last week in the last game, I hit four home runs in one game. Okay. But, yeah, but I think the third one I hit, they said on the track man went like 4:44. Absolutely, so, that's a long way for yeah, a high school kid. Where was your first pro home run? Was it over here? On, on nah, it, it was in the it was at the Angels facility. Okay. I remember it was because we when we play on the we play the Angels on the weekend, so we got to be here like. Eight like eight nine o'clock, which in season when you about to play a game that's early because usually you don't show until about twelve and one. Right. And it was kind of like everybody's moving slow that morning. It was like my first week, uh, first time coming here that early, and I was kind of like moving slow and I didn't know if I was gonna play that game. And then um, it was hot and I remember it was my first at bat. It was a three two count and I hit it and it was like I don't know. My friend, my friends on the in the dugout, Jojo and Cam, but they were more happy for me than I was. I haven't used the metal bat since I was 14. 
Wow, that's good for you, though. It is. That's good for you. Guys, we're near an Air Force Base, so every <laughs> once in a while, you are going to hear a jet come by. So you're just going to have to deal with that. That's right. It's live TV. Yeah. So we're going to record it. Okay. Favorite food. What's your favorite food? Like restaurant is food in general. Well, we're going to go both ways. Both but what, if you just like your favorite yeah, kind of food, you like Italian food, you like... Uh, you like you, you like uh, Chinese food. I like I like soul food. Like soul food. Chicken, yeah, my dad's from New Orleans, um, so I can get some good food, seafood, soul food, kind of, kind of. Okay, so what's your favorite fast food joint? McDonald's. I'm, yeah, I'm, baby. I'm basic. I love I love McDonald's. Hey, I'm, I don't. I love McDonald's to this day. I know it's shit for you, but I love it. <laughs> right. And know what I do? I get the hot mustard sauce and dip my fries in. I don't know. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, but it seems like everybody grow up and hate McDonald's. Okay, so what do you? What's your go-to? What do you get? A Big Mac? What do you go? I get a quarter pounder plain with fries and sweet tea. That's gonna take care of you for the whole day. And that's gonna take. <laughs> yeah, because that's about. I, I, love, I love my food. All right, I love my food. And the quarter pounder is five thirty, and the fries three eighty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's nine, that's nine ten. And if you put uh -huh. in sweet tea. Sweet tea's sweet tea. got calories yeah, too, so you're, tea. Over, you're over a thousand, but you're you're growing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm living good. <laughs> living good. <laughs> okay, so what is your favorite home cooked meal, and who cooks it? Is it mom, grandma? Who cooks it? When you're like home, you're like, okay, this is. Well, soul food sounds good, but I'm I'm, I'm actually we're about to hear something good here. It may be in the soul food category. Man, my my mom my mom be the one that be cooking. She be cooking. I think. My favorite thing with her, she 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 makes chicken pasta. She makes she put different Alfredo sauce, cheese sauce okay. on it. You oh mix it. Oh my gosh, you carving up? Good. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I got big. She she cutting up in the kitchen. All right, it's the pasta there. Okay, last thing. This is what nobody knows. Well, let me tell you, this one always has some fun answers. Don't feel pressure. It's cool if you don't have it. Let me give you an example. Jack Lighter. Yeah. What's something nobody knows about Jack Lighter? He can't stand peanut butter. Hates it. That's weird. You need to give him some crap Very about that because we have problems with that. Uh, another one we have is uh, what David, was, Davis Wenzel. Davis Wenzel got his four. finger. He got his top of his finger cut off by a door, and he was holding it in his hand. Well, they got his soap back on. Right. It's just a very tip or something like that. Yeah. So what is something that nobody knows about Ian Mullen? Oh, I have a good one. That nobody knows this. My first pro game, I remember... I wasn't I wasn't nervous to play the game. I was just like I was just anxious to get out there and it was a road trip game and I remember I was like doing I was doing everything fast or whatever, doing everything fast and I put on no no sliding pants. Just my cup and my pants. So I, I played the whole game with no underwear. On. My, whole, my, whole, my whole first game. But I never told nobody because I knew I would get a lot of crap for it too. Well, you well, you may have some people here about it now. Yeah. So did you have to slide? No, I ain't. I ain't, I ain't no, I ain't slide. Thank, thank God, I didn't have to slide. But you had great, had great pants. It was probably hot. Oh, you know, yeah. You had a sweat. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was hot. It was, it, it was an issue. I was scared. Was good, oh my gosh. Well, that's a good one. That's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I got. That I always do the fun stuff. Jeff, you got anything no, else before you let him out here? He's got a meeting. We got to get yeah. fun. Ian's got to get to a meeting. Ian, thanks you so much for coming by and talking to us. Uh, he'll see you more around the rest of the spring. I'm heading back to Dallas tonight. This is Ian Mahler, Texas Rangers catcher. Ian, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Appreciate you. 
Hey guys, that was Ian Muller who just joined us on the podcast. This is the video version, not normal. I know we've been putting out a vlog since we've been here in uh, in Arizona, but we're just gonna. This is gonna be vlog number four. Jeff, you're staying till Sunday. Uh, we just had some big news come up. Yeah, yeah. Um, baseball's back. They they reached a, a new CBA. Uh, the details right now are sketchy. I mean, this happened within uh, within the last hour, um, but. It looks like that uh, they they finally found middle ground. I know they couldn't have done it uh, 98 days ago, or even yesterday, or the day before. But it looks like there's going to be a full baseball season, which is terrific news. 162 games. Um, haven't figured out how they're going to work it. Open day is going to be April 7th, which if tentatively the, if, that's kind of an initial schedule holds. I think I think that was a Rangers off day. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look, uh, but they were. They were in Miami on their way to Toronto, perhaps. So anyway, uh, a lot to unpack, but the, the good news is that, that baseball is, is, is going to be played and this, this bullshit is over with. Yes, and listen, if, for those that don't know, if there, there were some people that questioned whether or not the, the players' union reps were in touch, you know, the, higher, the guys that are on the executive board, were they in touch with the regular players? Did you see that? The executive board voted this down. Right. The players' reps voted it in. So that tells me there was a little bit of a, a break in between what the executive board thought and what the, the most of the yeah, players thought. Yeah, you know, and it, it kind of it goes back to a thought I had uh, and, and have had all along is, is the, was the executive board truly representing all players? You know, you, you look at the composition of the executive board. Yeah. They're, they're Max Scherzer, Marcus Simeon, the Rangers second baseman, right. uh, Andrew Miller, those are the three off the top of my head. They're all pretty well established, and they have a lot of money in the bank. They, yeah, they've or, made or a Marcus ton. Simeon is about to get a lot of money in the <laughs> yeah. bank. So their interests are different than the, the guy who uh, may have to sign a minor league free agent deal and have to win a spot on the team. Right. Uh, a lot different than the, the guy who has a three-year window and wants to make as much money as he can, even if it's seven hundred thousand dollars a year, like the the, the minimum salary is going to be. Right. Uh, so it's it's um, it's I, I'm not I'm actually not surprised by that. Um, that you know there are twelve hundred major league baseball players. Right. And you know what? They want to play baseball. Yep. I, you know the vast majority of them want to play baseball. And and if if increasing the the young player's salary was a main was, goal was the main goal. That's accomplished. That's and if And if half the players are, you know, if uh, half the war stat from last year was from players who are arbitration or pre-arbitration eligible, they're getting their money. Right. They're happy. Right. And and it's time to go, you know. And, and you know, truth be told, I, I don't know how many of them care about the international draft. I mean, that got knocked out of the way. It's still pending. They have until what, late July to, to figure out what to do. But... I bet they um, worked that out because the owners do not want to qualify. I mean, the but, players don't want to qualify. Yeah, but, out. but anyway, with that out of the way, it just seemed like everything else was a pissing match at this point, and they needed to get it done. And I think that you know a lot of a, a lot of teams saw that and and were like, "Come on, it's time to play, guys." Yeah, I I, I totally agree. It, it, look, so I guess the question's kind of asked. So we're hearing different reports. Jeff, you're staying because. Players can start reporting tomorrow some of the stuff I'm seeing. Yeah. This is not 100%, but that's kind of the way everything's leaning. They think they can ratify this quickly yeah. um, and get it done by the end of business today. Um, 
you got to stay for us, for the podcast, for <laughs> for, for Texas. Right? If you're if you are not uh, right now, the only people here are you and Kennedy and uh, Evan, and you yeah. guys are going to get these players coming in the door. Texas Ranger Baseball Newsletter at jeffwilson.substack.com. You need to go join up. We're going to have daily stuff. He's been putting out daily stuff. Believe me, I see how he works now that I've stayed with him for four days. Mm. I'm tiptoeing around because he's topping and going 100 miles an hour while I'm trying to edit stuff. He's going nonstop, running quotes, doing that. This, this is worth $5 or $60 for the year. It's about to get busy. Yeah, yeah, very busy. And, and you know, there, there's no. You're you're right. I mean, free agency could begin as tonight soon, as soon as the buttons push. The you know, as soon as the the final vote comes in, you know, the owners are going to ratify it. It's a it's a formality. Otherwise, right. You know, they have the votes. They have the 23 votes. So it, it's going to be uh, a formality. Well, my guess. The somebody 20- could somebody could sign tonight. The Rangers could sign somebody theoretically tonight. And um, I'm going to be on a plane. But you'll <laughs> be here ready to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, hey, I, listen, and he's going to keep getting me videos while while I'm back. We'll get videos back out. We talked about doing this also on the games that both of us are at. Jeff's at most games. I'm going to be at a lot of them. I won't be as many as Jeff. We'll put these little videos out before games two and do stuff like this. Yeah, we could. Um, be, but, yeah, I mean, right, right now, shit, I don't know what's happening in the next hour. So, um, anyway. What are some possibilities? Sure, there are a lot. And of course, there, you know, Clayton Kershaw is, is the big one. Right. right? Um, the Rangers... Again, you know, they haven't contact, been in contact with anybody for three months. And um, so they, they need to find out if Clayton Kershaw is healthy. Uh, they need to find out what he wants to do. Right. Um, but they, they do, they are going to pursue him. And, you know, if he wants to, to go back to the Dodgers, makes makes a lot of sense for him. Um, but staying here, staying, or I'm sorry, staying at home in Dallas and signing with the Rangers makes a lot of sense. Uh, he knows Chris Woodward. He knows Corey Seager. He's very good friends with Chris Young, the general manager. Uh, I think the Rangers might be willing to do a two-year deal because um, if you're going to sign on um, for for 2022, which probably isn't going to be a year of contention for the Rangers, right? But 2023 is expected to be. And Clayton Kershaw, ex- as 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 I think, communicated to the Rangers that he wants to win. Uh huh. And, and if he can do that in the second year, that, that might help him get through the first year. Now, it's, I'm not saying the Rangers aren't going to win because he would help them accomplish that. Absolutely. But, um, you know, that's, so that's, that's the first one. Yep. That's, but, but while that, all that free agent stuff is going on, the coaches are going to meet with the players. Right. Because they have no idea where the players are as Absolutely. far as readiness, uh, what pitchers have been doing. They assume that they've been throwing live batting practice and stuff like that. But they don't know. Right. Um, they don't know who's in shape, who's hurt. I mean, that's that's entirely possible. Yeah. There oh no. Big, big guys who yank something and then workouts in the off season aren't going to be ready. Yep. And and then you have to you have to weigh if you have a four week spring training, there are going to be guys who are coming to camp who are not going to be ready. Yep. And there are going to be minor leaguers who are ready. Yep. And so you have to the Rangers have to decide what's best for the player, and and also the team long term. But you don't want to run somebody out there who's going to get hurt. And um, look, I mean, that's that's a real possibility. They saw it with the three-week spring training in 2020, the right. 2.0 disaster and guys who got hurt, not just with the Rangers, but across baseball. Uh, if, and that was a 60-game season. Right? Right. You got to get through 162 here. And so you really have to take care of the players. So that's that's a uh, incredibly high priority for um, the team. 
and, you know, and then you know, players have to take physicals. There may have to be intake uh, COVID testing. There's just all kinds of stuff uh, that that's going to go on that ordinarily happens at at players' leisure, at the team's leisure during a long off season, and and now they don't have that time. So it's going to be a scramble here. But um, I think the goal, honestly, if players can report tomorrow, I think the goal would be to get them as meet them on the field. Um, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday as possible and, and, and get this thing rolling. I think one good thing that was probably going to be a little different from the COVID year is that during COVID, a lot of people were locked inside. There wasn't a lot you could do. Mm -hmm. uh, these guys have been able to go to facilities and work out, but you're right, man. Look, the coaches have no clue what shape they're in. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a guy that's long said I thought Clayton Kershaw would be going back to the Dodgers. That's what I've just assumed. I just yeah. assumed he would go back. You know, there was some word that came out not too long ago that a friend or somebody said, next teammate, yeah, yeah, next teammate, that if he, if he plays at all, it's going to be for the Rangers. Maybe kind of insinuating that maybe the Dodgers don't plan on trying to bring him back. That's a real possibility that <laughs> yeah. opens them up for the Rangers. I don't know what it meant. I'm just speculating, and you know I speculate, and I'm wrong a lot. Yeah, so so is everybody. Yeah, I mean. exactly. So that that's going to be intriguing to watch. I'm of course on Seiya Suzuki watch. That's my guy, mm. Chris Bryant. That's another name that's been you've been on Chris Bryant from the beginning. Yeah, guys, they're agents now. We need to watch Scott Boris, who's about to tell everybody that everybody's on every one of his clients, right? Because he's going to, that's how he operates. He gets everything out that every client of his is being contacted by every MLB team right now that's looking to spin. Well, yeah. And, and um, you know, you saw the way the money was thrown around before the lockout. There's still some big free agents out there. Carlos Correa being, being at the top of the list. And, right. Um, it's Trevor Story still out there. Nick Castellanos, uh, Carlos uh, Rodon on the pitching side. Um, so, you know, it's, there's still gonna be some money thrown around. Yep. And um, it's, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see what, what shakes loose and how much more money do the Rangers have to throw around? Well, look, if, if you don't necessarily look at what's on the payroll this year, but what's, what's on the payroll next year, yep. the Rangers are at about 80 million in, in salary commitments. All right. right. That gives them a lot of room to play with, uh, especially, and, and the, the big one is that the Elvis Andrus and, and Rugnet Odor contract come obligations come off. Right. So, I mean, that's the, the, the 28 million, right? Yeah. And so that's a lot, that's a lot of money. That's a good pitcher. That's an that's a outfielder. That's, that's a good pitcher and a good outfielder. I yeah. Mean, you know, depending on how you want to spend it. So, and they don't have to spend it. <laughs> they could, you know, maybe if they don't get Kershaw, um, maybe maybe they they take a shot at Ro Rodon. You know, my my concern there <clears throat> is if you're locking him up and you're locking John Gray up, and you have <clears throat> Dunning Hearn. Um, if 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 they continue to develop like they did last year, that doesn't <laughs> that leaves one opening in the yep. rotation theoretically for Jack Leiter, Colwyn, Owen White, Ricky Venasco, Cody Bradford. You know, all the, these kids that, that are right there. The next wave that's coming. So, you know, is, is that in the team's best interest to sign a pitcher who isn't Clayton Kershaw? Right. And, and so, um, because they really, the Rangers really do value this notion of the uh, the leadership and everything that Kershaw can bring right. to the young players and teach them about how to win and be a professional. And and so, um, do you, you don't want to go too crazy because you, you still have to have players in the minor leagues who can be productive players in the major leagues so that you can go and sign guys. You need to have the low-paid guys and 
who can who can help you get the young the the heavy uh, heavily paid guys. So right. I I mean I I wouldn't say it's Kershaw or bust, but it wouldn't surprise me that if Kershaw doesn't sign, that the Rangers do not pursue another starting pitcher. Not not a big one. They'll, they'll, yeah. Maybe they'll go the Jordan Lyles route, something like that. Yeah. An inning eaters, guys, to see where their top prospects are because it's an evaluation year no matter what for all these pitchers. Mm -hmm. They're going to be at a higher level. We know we know Cole Wynn, who we talked to today, is probably going to be in AAA. That's a guess. That's probably where he's going to be. That's they haven't told us. Definitely going to be there. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, because he ended the season last year there and yeah. did well, so <laughs> there's no real reason not to be there. Um, one thing that we saw yesterday walking around, we saw uh, – we did see Chris Young and John Daniel. I don't think they're going to be walking around for the next couple of days. Well, they're going to be pretty busy. Yeah. yeah. And um, we haven't seen them today either. You know, yeah. And, and we saw them a little bit yesterday. Um, yeah, they've got, they've got some planning to do. You know, And, and, and they, they pre-planned. You know, it's, it's not like they're just suddenly going, oh, shit, we gotta, we got to figure this out. Exactly. They, yeah. they, had, they had four months or three months or however long it's been. It's they've been got it bored. They probably got a bored. Scenario, ready. scenario, scenario. Uh, and, and, you know... And they knew they knew that this could happen that that everything would come together so super quickly um and and that's where we're at and and so they might be making a little bit of up as they go but they do have a plan they do have a plan in place for a four-week spring training and 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 how to navigate that and and <clears throat> what to do um how to get players ready and just who do, who they want to who they want to sign prioritize who they want to go get and uh, I think they can act quickly. Um, so we'll see. I mean, what's quickly? It's all relative. Right. You know, there, there are going to be players who are who who could come into camp ten days into camp. I mean, yep. it, it's that's that's a the, theoretically that's possible. There could be a trade at at the end of spring training that alters everything. And yep. and so there are going to be a lot of moving parts, uh, a lot of a lot of things that that you've never seen before. In, <laughs> in um, in, in baseball and it's going to be it, it it's going to be aggravating but it's going to be fun everybody's going to have a lot of energy because it's yep. time to get going right um so anyway um we'll see what happens uh but we'll, we'll be here for as long as we can i've got obligations next week that that uh we're, we're pre-scheduled uh, as, as part of a normal spring training Right. So uh, we're kind of SOL next week. But, um, hey, we got some good stuff this week. Yeah, we got no, to, we got we a lot got, of good stuff got to get in touch with a lot of guys, touch base. We didn't get to do some of these little videos I wanted to do with the players. They're busy. And I'm, that's why I'm saying that some of yeah. these may – it's good thing big leaguers are coming back <coughs> because these guys are working nonstop. Man, mm -hmm. That's a long day. As Ian just said a while ago when we were talking mm -hmm. to him, starts at 6 or 7 in the morning, goes till 3 o'clock or, or 1 o'clock, yeah. whatever it was. Sure. And it's a long day. Well, man – we're about to go grab some lunch. I'm heading to the airport this afternoon. You're going to be back here figuring out what's going on. Yeah, I need to change my flight real quick. <laughs> and get that rolling. Guys, until next time, we'll get this out as quick as possible. But until then, we'll see you at the yard.